Hello, and welcome to the Detroit Real Estate Experts Podcast, your place for top tips, helpful hints, and all things real estate in and around Detroit. This podcast has been so much fun to create, and many of the guests have become dear friends over the last two years. One of those friends has even become a key sponsor of this podcast. Alexandria Taylor of the Taylor Law Firm has become such a vital part of both my personal and professional life. Her law firm has supported, counseled, and represented me through several evictions of properties I own, helped with deed preparation, and so much more. She runs an amazing law firm right here in the city of Detroit, and for anyone looking for an attorney, I could not recommend her more. We have also found an amazing partnership with Mario Ria of Huntington Bank. He has been a guest on this podcast and a mortgage lender for more than 20 of my clients. Also, a generous soul who always gives more effort and care than anyone in the business. Without any hesitation, I recommend Mario for all of your mortgage and refinance needs, and have backed up that claim with my own mortgage recently. Mario is always ready and will give you the best rate available with the lowest cost up front. In fact, right now, he has a program that covers up to 10000 of your down payment and all but 500 of your lender costs, making home ownership more affordable than ever before. And when you get that home under contract, you'll need an inspector. And Shane Summers of Veterans Pride Home Inspections has been a generous sponsor, not only of this podcast, but also of my real estate team for years. We love Shane so much, we even invited him to our holiday party. His company is always available to meet your tight inspection deadline, and he delivers peace of mind as you make one of the largest financial decisions of your life. For all of your home inspection needs, call Shane from Veterans Pride Home Inspections and know that you'll be in good hands. Now, back to our podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Detroit Real Estate Experts Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Taylor, and today I am joined by two new friends, Anton and Emily. I'm going to let you guys say hello to the, to the audience. Oh, thanks, Jay. Great to be here. Yeah, um, hello, thank you. My name is Anton Britton. I'm the COO and lead inspector of JPI, Journey Property Inspections. And I'm Emily Burnett, um, owner and inspector of JPI Inspections. <laughs> I saw that you guys have a special claim to fame. You guys are one of the few women-owned inspection companies in Michigan. That's true, yes. It's a Congrats. point of pride in one of our unique properties, I think. Yeah, I think, I mean, not only Michigan, but yeah, like the U.S., I don't think. It's got to be rare, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I think, rare. especially on Women's Day, International Women's Day today, <laughs> so congratulations on that incredible accomplishment. Thank you. I wish we could say we planned it, but it just kind of happened. It just happened. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is our third attempt at scheduling, so here we go. <laughs> So yeah, a little bit about us, uh, you know, serving <laughs> Southeast Michigan since 2008. We've had the pleasure of inspecting thousands of structures, including uh, single family homes, duplexes, apartment complexes, uh, warehouses, industrial buildings, places of worship, et cetera, et cetera. I love it. What would you say is the largest building you've ever inspected? This is a good question. Uh, we've done some very large commercial buildings. Uh, last year in Adrian. Yeah, I was going to say the one in Adrian. Yeah, it was a big L shape, you know. Uh, so I got to Multiple eat my... stories. Yeah, 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 it was right downtown in Adrian, which isn't a big town, but it was downtown. And there was a warehouse in the back with a garage, a giant storefront, another warehouse, and then an apartment on the second floor. 
Yeah, and it was filled with belongings, about 10 feet tall, just stacked. I yeah, mean, vehicles suits. discarded. Yeah, <laughs> so that was a So nightmare. many suits, men's suits, just full of it. Yeah, cars. We've also had the pleasure of doing some very large residential homes. Uh, we did a $1.1 million home uh, off Woodward. Was that Bloomfield? Mm -hmm. I love Bloom. Price is one thing, you know, I suppose here downtown it could be like, 2,000 square feet. <laughs> yeah. oh, of course, yeah, yeah. One condo. Yeah. But no, big homes are, you know, they're a beast. I think the yeah, biggest yeah. home I ever had, one of my clients get inspected was 10,000 square feet. And the inspection was three people and they spent yeah. over four hours. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So it was like yeah. 12 man hours to inspect this thing. They can For be sure. very, very involved. And that's another uh, unique selling point that Emily and I offer is we always inspect as a team which is very valuable. Um, as a realtor, I'm sure you've spent some time with your client in the home doing this, twiddling your thumbs while the inspection <laughs> is going on. Well, since Emily and I work as a team, one of us is always engaging the client while the yeah. other one is inspecting. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, we'll get into like more meat and potatoes of the inspection world, because I think those people are listening to like, what is it like to be an inspector and all those fun things. but. Before we get there, I'd love to hear what is like the most weird inspection you've been on. Like for me, I love to hear the weird and the gross. Like, yeah. Um, uh, so do you want me to go with the gross? <laughs> you so can go we with did. The gross. We did an inspection at a home in Romulus. We tell this story quite a bit because it was like just really shocking. But it was a flipped home. Like somebody had come in and flipped it. And so all of the finishings in the home were new. And I go into the bedroom and there are mushrooms growing out of the floorboards, like between. So not by design, this isn't like psilocybin grow no. house. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like that, you know, like that modern gray floorboard that you were seeing, <laughs> that you see a lot, you know. It needs to be retired. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's just like, like literal mushrooms growing out of the floorboards, That's and I, like, Anton, this is not good. Yeah. So fast forward 45 minutes, and I'm getting ready to go into the crawl space. Okay. So Tyvek suit, respirator. I'm army <laughs> crawling under the house, and there was so much mold on the subflooring, it appeared as if someone had just sprayed shaving cream all throughout the crawl space. I'm sure it wasn't that. Was that soundproof insulation? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, That's no. awesome. Yeah. So uh, the young couple actually still went through with the transaction and we were hired to do a re-inspection to verify that the mold had been one, yeah, professionally gross. mitigated, and two, that the crawl space had been encapsulated professionally. The paper barrier. Neither of which had been performed professionally. The seller no. had fabricated invoices and receipts. We've had this happen just the last month. Yeah. We had a person fabricate a pest inspection. Just downloaded the pest inspection form, signed it himself, and submitted it saying, yep, we passed. Oh my gosh. This is why we're really proud to offer our services to home buyers <laughs> in Michigan. You know, you never know what home sellers are trying to conceal. Yeah, yeah. We did the reinspection too, and Anton came out of the crawl space and his, like, like instead of using a mold mitigation product, they just use like bleach, which mm -hmm. actually like seals in the mold. So Anton came out of the crawl space, his clothes are completely white and bleached, <laughs> yeah. ruined. And I went up on, into the first floor where the uh, mushrooms had been growing. They didn't even get rid of them. 
they're, oh, my still, they're still there. Mushrooms. Like they were just like, oh, we're gonna just put this sheet down in the crawl space and. And for anyone spray listening to this podcast who may have <laughs> some mold mitigation projects in their home, please do not use bleach. Bleach is just gonna lock that moisture into the wood, and it's not gonna kill the mold completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 The. Uh, the thought process in my head is always that sellers are going to always try and cut a corner. Oh, yeah. I never encourage my clients to ask the seller to fix it. If you want the house still, let's get it professionally quoted. Let's mm-hmm. have the money held. And let's take care of ourselves when we own the home. The moment mm-hmm. you ask the seller to take care of it, the seller just by default is going to try and do it for the cheapest and fastest possible to get the sale to go through. And that's not the kind of work you want. So it's mm-hmm. always like, let's mm-hmm. not get the thing repaired before we move in. Let's get funds and repair it ourselves after. Yeah, that's know. smart. That's why when we identify issues or problems uh, in the home, we kind of prepare the home buyer for different avenues of repair. You know, we can say, as you suggested, it might be wiser to undertake this maintenance project mm-hmm. by yourself rather than have the seller do it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, very fun. So you guys have been inspecting through the crash of 08. You guys have been inspecting through the, through the climbs yeah. of the teens. This is another very interesting time for the housing market. bizarre market, market. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My, my dad actually started the business in 2008, so right during the recession and so he's just really been growing it since then. And yeah, it's yeah. been a roller coaster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, as far as like as people are hiring you for inspections, what services should they be asking? Because there's a hundred inspectors out there. Mm-hmm. There's a thousand inspectors out there, mm-hmm. and there's always like the question of like, well, why does this one only charge two fifty and this one charges four seventy five? And I always tell them, there's several different layers to that answer. Mm-hmm. One sure. company could be overcharging you. One company could be underselling themselves. But usually you get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. And my guess is the more you ask the inspector to do, the more the price is going to go up. And the more gadgets you have to make the inspection both technologically advanced and more like data-driven, mm-hmm. the yeah. more they're going to pay for it. So talk a little bit about the inspections and, and how, what you guys do to set yourself ahead of your cut rate mom and pop shop. Yeah. Although you came from a mom and pop idea, <laughs> and you're currently, you know, do you have any children? No. Okay. We have dog. No. We have a dog and a cat. So Lots of nephews and nieces too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I? My favorite uh, when someone says, "Well, I have a fur baby." Yeah. My joke I respond to is, um, "Well, you know, I called somebody's kid a uh, skin puppy." <laughs> and they call me the worst pediatrician ever. Yeah, very funny. Oh, no. For baby skin puppy. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, so, so, yeah, there are many inspection companies in Oakland County, Wayne County, Southeast Michigan. And as far as I know, they're all good. Yeah. One, one thing that separates I know two, and I won't say their name. No, we're not going to throw them under the bus. Cringe every time I see their name. Oh no! As far as I know, they're all good. We (laughs) we offer different uh, tiers. You know, our base pricing inspection fee is going to be based off square footage. Mm -hmm. Our ancillary services can increase the price, but these ancillary services can really, really benefit the home buyer. Yeah. So, for instance, uh, we have a drain line camera. So if you'd like your drain lines inspected, I can use my camera to identify 
bellies, valleys, blockages, or tree root intrusion in that drain line. Mm -hmm. The drain line is invisible to you as a home buyer, so I think this is one of the best ancillary services we offer um, dollar for dollar. Especially in like the Detroit suburbs um, where they're, you know, it's just older homes, older neighborhoods, um, older drain lines, and um, the, the, yeah, they're just older drain lines so, and with a lot of trees in the neighborhood. So we oftentimes find, you know, things that, you know, just for the, the home buyer to know that this is an issue before going into it. Um, they know kind of what better to expect. There are a lot of gadgets that we carry that come standard with your inspection. For instance, I brought my uh, P4 drone with me right here. A little show and tell for those of you uh, watching along with us. 4K camera, three axis gimbal. This is a professional drone and I use it for rooftop inspections. So Save when it's from a, climbing up a ladder building, <laughs> yes. And you know, my ladder is only 17 feet. So if we're doing a commercial building like the one we're in here today, or say the rooftop is three stories off the ground, it's very, very steep, or it's made of slate or clay tile, I'll just deploy this thing and we'll get some really, really good photos for the client. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and it allows you to, you know, I'm guessing even a roof that's fairly basic has areas where you don't feel safe to walk to areas that you don't feel safe to inspect just because of maybe chimney placement or like you said pitch mm -hmm. so. especially mm -hmm. this time of year when you have ice and snow yeah mm -hmm. oh it's impossible to do a roof inspection there's snow on the roof mm -hmm. you're like it looks like an unknown year <laughs> yeah, and the shingles unknown are in tear. unknown condition. Mm -hmm. I, I'm gonna say monitor it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. check <laughs> annually. Uh, what I started doing is bringing a little hand brush with me, so when I put my ladder up, I can brush off a little four foot by four foot area and kind of like give the client a general idea based on small observation. It's better than nothing. Right? Oh yeah, I mean if you say you know a uh, Gallup survey poll. <laughs> pulls one percent of the population and tells us what the rest of the world is thinking. Mm -hmm. My one percent observation of your roof says it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So it always comes with a little disclaimer there. Yeah. All right, Emily, I see you have a gadget down at your hands there. What do we got there? I do. This is our moisture meter. <laughs> it looks so, a lot like a taser. So this, yeah, you want to talk about it again, Tom? Oh, it's definitely What's a taser. Yeah, this I mean, is it'll my. Hurt I've dropped it on myself and. It, yeah, so. <laughs> these two little sharpies right here are actually sensors. So uh, right now you can see that it's reading zero percent humidity, but as soon as I breathe on it a little bit, oh my gosh, you can tell it's that sensitive. Yeah, how much how much moisture do I have in my hand? Oh, careful! Is it it is me? like no, it's just sharp. <laughs> Come on. You're making me nervous. 10, 15, 20 percent. I think it's actually wow. getting into the wood, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want a tattoo today, real quick. Throw some ink on there. It's two little dots. Yeah. Bit yes. by a vampire. This is just a great object. I always carry this with me when I go up into attic spaces and crawl spaces because, mm -hmm. you know, there can be moisture stains on the sheathing. There can be moisture stains around the chimney, but how do you know if it's historic damage? How do you know if it's damage that occurred before the repair works were done? Well, with this moisture meter, you can tell down to a percentage if there's an active leak or if it's historic damage. Now, this is really helpful. What would you say, uh, and it's, I sort of think I know the answer, but like, I one time as a, 
cellar mm -hmm. had the inspection come back and they said we observed moisture in your basement walls I'm like no shit Sherlock mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they're below grade any water any like unless you trench mm -hmm. and then multiple layers of brick and then concrete not like sure maybe drywall affixed to two by fours before the concrete wall mm -hmm. will avoid moisture Mm -hmm. But or if you're you putting like, that thing into a brick and that brick is up against the external wall, what's the average moisture content of a, of a foundation wall? There's got to be a percentage that's standard. Sure, sure. So it, it depends on a lot. You know, if there is waterproofing evidence, if the exterior has been caked with mastic, if they have a drain tile, you know. We're talking 1919 construction here in Detroit where mm -hmm. no, it's, it's two layers of brick. Yeah. <laughs> so that's another reason why this moisture meter is so great. If it's 8% or below, I feel really confident saying that it's either periodic minor groundwater entry or just a little condensation. If it's between 8 and 20%, that's where I feel confident saying you have an active leak or you need to manage exterior drainage. Mm -hmm. Makes sense, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. And another thing, this moisture meter can help me verify leaks that I found months and months ago. All I have to do is go look back at the photos I took for the inspection report and I can verify, yes, there was an active leak because my moisture meter read 15%. Sure. Mm -hmm. Well, and, you know, you can tell they fixed it because it went 15 down to 7. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So Emily's holding a uh, radon testing device. This is another ancillary service we provide. I swear you guys look like medical doctors now. <laughs> a defibrillator? What is this? Free on my lab. Yeah, yeah. So these are really cool. We use the breeze monitoring system. Um, and the cool thing about this is that it sends a signal um, through cell towers. So even if we're not able, so radon tests take 48 hours. If we're not able to get back to the home within that 48 hours, we'll still be able to send a, um, the client and the realtor their test results because it goes through the, the uh, towers. The cell towers. Yep, the cell towers. So sometimes, you know, especially realtors are really busy, they're not able to come and let us in or we're not able for whatever reason to get a code. Um, as there's been a few instances when we're out in the country where it doesn't necessarily work, okay. but typically around the area here. Well, yeah, you to... start with a remote area and then in the basement, it's far away from the actual cell service. Yep, mm -hmm. yep. So as long as um, we're able to get that cell tower reading, we can send the results uh, like within that 48 hours to, to the client. Yep. And as you probably know, uh, home buyers get curious about radon when there's only eight hours before closing and the time is kind of narrowing down. So we say, hey, we'll put that radon device in the home you're thinking about buying 48 hours before your inspection mm -hmm. so you can have the results with your inspection report on that day. That's awesome. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. like no need to wait 48 hours after inspection. We can mm -hmm. preload. Yep. Exactly. I love that. Where, so radon is this really fun uh, gas. It's mm -hmm. been mm -hmm. sourced to be dangerous. Mm -hmm. um, what are three factors that increase the likelihood of radon in a home? Or two factors, like what, what's, what are the contributing factors to make you think, I should test for radon? Yeah, so one is location, right? So in Michigan, if you are thinking about buying a home anywhere near the Ohio border, uh, there are very sandy substrates down there. And the data that we've collected uh, indicates that radon levels are just naturally higher down in that area, say Lenaway County, uh, Monroe County. So we'll be advocating for radon testing in those areas. Mm -hmm. Are there any cities in Metro Detroit that have that? 
No, um, not not really. I mean, and it is. I mean, you can sometimes find a house that has high radon, and then all their neighbors do not. So I've heard that's mm-hmm. mostly due to like recent construction, right? Mm-hmm. So the second feature is if it's recent construction. Sometimes, yeah. um, sometimes new constructions have a drain tile with a radon mitigation device already outfitted, Ooh. so they don't have the radon. And then what are the solutions to radon? Say you were mm-hmm. to find it, is it just a black spot on that property or can you fix it? No, you can install a radon mitigation system and it pretty much acts as a vacuum to suck out that radon and just put it out into the air. Because in the air, radon dissipates really easily. Yeah. It's, it's just, just like the mold on the outside versus on the inside of your house. Like there's yeah. mold everywhere in the fall. Sure. Yep. sure. Can't get rid yep. of it, but it's also diluted by all the oxygen out mm. there. Yeah. Now, uh, in terms of radon, mm-hmm. is there a acceptable level of radon that is normal in every basement? There is an acceptable level and the level that the EPA has deemed acceptable is actually higher than what Canada and Europe have deemed acceptable. So in America we've deemed... Okay with a small amount of brain deficiency. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's how we roll. Keep them keep sheep. <laughs> so in America 4.0 picocuries per liter or above is considered danger or action level. So in the zero to four, you're okay, four mm-hmm. above, you're bad. Yeah. That's what the EPA has determined, yeah. yeah. So a radon mitigation device, as Emily kind of started describing, it's an inline fan that basically creates a path of least resistance for those radioactive gases to be vented out into the atmosphere instead of working their way into your foundation. And side note, if you install it right, you could also smoke cigars down there. <laughs> yeah, it's a win, win, win. <laughs> love no. it, love it. Cool. <laughs> the, uh, the idea of radon always has me chuckling a little bit, mainly because, yeah, in Metro Detroit, I've probably had 140 radon tests, mm-hmm. and I've had 140 radon passes, like mm-hmm. no radon. And so when clients are asking me, like, should I test it? I'm like, it's one of those things that, like, Buyers beware, if your home has radon, like you should mitigate it and you won't know until you test it because you can't mm-hmm. smell it, right? Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. it, it may feel like a wasted, what is the charge for a radon test? What do you guys charge? It's $150 alone, but we bundle it with some other yeah, services. it's thrown in with the other stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, you, like I said, down in Monroe, Lenawee County, it is much more uh, pervasive of a problem than it is up here mm-hmm. in the city. Yeah, and uh, my parents live in Tecumseh, and we've done radon tests there where it's been like numbers in like 40. My dad has done one where he got a reading of 80. So you're just 80. breathing radon down. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Just when four is the you gotta be able to sell that stuff. Can you like harvest the radon and sell it? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. I don't know who the market would be for. You know. You know what I would do? I would so don't tell this to my other realtor friends because mm-hmm. if all of a sudden all the radon tests come back positive, they'll know it was me. Mm-hmm. But if you're on the buy side and you want to negotiate some money. You take some radon gases that you bottled from a previous house and you disperse them in the basement during a radon test and then you talk about the mitigation costs and you say, well, it's going to be about $7,000 per year to mitigate this radon and uh, we would like that off the price of the house. I'm not hearing any of this. I mean, there are it's like, like releasing radon. a rat in a restaurant that you want to discount on your food. Oh my <laughs> God. Oh my God. If you, um, there is like, if you have granite countertops in your home, like we don't set the machine up close to those because those do emit a radon. of radon. Yeah. What about quartz? I don't know about that, but I do know granite too. Uh, uh, I'd be a good advocate for why you should upgrade from 
granite to quartz. There you go. You get rid of the radon gas in your kitchen. That's exactly so right. So I want to rewind a little bit because I got a little funny story. A lot um, of funny stories. Another one of our unique selling points that you asked about earlier, I, I think is our ability to communicate. Emily just has so much patience when it comes to home buyers who are escalated. They're going through very tumultuous, stressful times in their life, you know, and here's Emily just greeting them with kindness and patience. Did I tell you that she was on the receiving end of the middle finger the other day? I believe it. You believe I, it? I got one for my children. Like, <laughs> they're inevitable. So, you know, home buyers are worked up. They're escalated. They're, stressed. they're stressful. Yeah, Their they're families are stressed. A lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I tell people buying a home falls in the top three stressors of your entire life getting married, having kids, and moving. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, especially when moves are as a result of baby getting married. <laughs> or as a result of having a new kid and you need a new space. Like if you stress compound if you yeah, if you compound two of the three most stressful occurrences in a person's life, you're gonna get some middle fingers, you're gonna get mm -hmm. some you know, mm -hmm. there's this the broke agent is a internet sensation. It's it's a meme account for realtors, but everyone enjoys uh, reading the broke agent and one of them that they surface probably every six months is always like, I always feel like every one of my clients is mad at me always. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it's inevitable. And a good agent knows that they're not mad at you. Yeah. They're mad at every situation in their life right now that mm -hmm. is stressing them out. And you are a safe space to vent. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm guessing you're one of those safe spaces to vent. I, I guess so. Party, you know? and, yeah. and we have the home buyer's interests in mind. We don't work for realtors. You know, we love you guys, but we don't work. Um, so yeah, Emily was on the receiving end of the middle finger <laughs> the other day. Uh, the home buyers were irate that we showed up 15 minutes early before them. <laughs> you know, we, we kind of like to show up a little bit early because we get a lay of the land. You know, I get to deploy the drone without distraction. Um, sometimes the home sellers need to quick gather their things and leave the property as we arrive. So yeah. being it gets that out of the way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then we have something to talk to them about when they get there, you know, it's so we're otherwise you're just ignoring them while you're pulling out your gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But this this being lady wouldn't have it. Yeah. yeah, so she was already worked up about that and then I started just like asking, you know, being friendly, asking questions about their home buying process and I don't know, she thought that I should have already known all of those things. Mm -hmm. And then she had talked to one of our call center people, so I didn't, and they hadn't written down all of her information, so she was upset that I didn't have her email, and I was like, you know what, I think I'm gonna get your email right now, and I'm gonna make a note that we're gonna email this out to you because there were two buyers there. And Just killing them with kindness. Yeah, and, and then she had said something to her partner about like a question I asked, and how dare I ask that, and I was just like, oh, I I was just trying to be friendly, you know, and just like, ask you, just seeing how the process has been, and um, you know, and she kind of stormed out and gave me the finger through the window. But her her partner was so nice, and was like, she's having, she's having a bad day, and yeah. I was like, you know, yeah, I understand. Yeah. Like, it, it's it'll be okay. Like, let's just get these questions answered. And do you want me to wait for her to come back before I explain some of this stuff a little bit better to you? And she was like, no, it's fine. Just go ahead and. She'll, she'll get over it, you know. Emily's successfully de-escalated a lot <laughs> yeah. of home buyers, yeah. And hey, myself included, you know, I get stressed <laughs> out battling traffic around Metro Detroit. And sometimes <laughs> you just need an Emily around. <laughs> One of the 
thoughts that was going through my head before we got this uh, interview going was um, the value of a home inspection is that like rose-colored glasses to be removed. That during a home tour, they fall in love with a home. During the home buying process, they think they're gonna find the one. And then when they're in the inspection process, the goal is to remove some of that facade of like, this is the one, and let them know, no, this is a house. Mm-hmm. Even if it's new construction, it might have issues. Mm-hmm. And uh, an existing construction, a, a resale is gonna have more issues, compounded by multiple owners, compounded by decades and decades. Yeah. And just allowing a person to wake up to the idea, no house is perfect. Mm-hmm. So this is gonna be a multiple step question. Okay. Step one. Can you think of a client that has inspected a home and chosen to walk away and then rehired you for another home and then walked away in another home and walked away? Oh, yeah. What's the max number? What's the highest number you can remember of one client inspecting in a home buying process? Four. Four. Yeah. So and four paid for inspections before meeting one. Two different clients that had four inspections. Uh, one of which, the, the first one, I'm not going to say her name on the air, but you know she was running out of time. Yeah. And so she was just being showed progressively worse houses and <laughs> the first us, one was the nicest the first one was the nicest and she quickly <laughs> realized that you know after she passed on the first house that um what was it like a gutter was misaligned I and the shed was dilapidated okay yeah. it was very like minor. there was like a, a loose outlet like something so minor and you know we work really hard to like kind of like you know work people through these this isn't a very big issue this is something you can manage on your own or you know it's not going to take much to fix it and you know this is something that we're more worried about but it was like she heard loose outlet and she was like wow well it's easy to think all right so if there's one loose outlet maybe they're all loose yeah. or is the loose outlet mean that the whole electrical system <laughs> is shot right. and then all of a sudden you know there's one of the relatives who's a worry ward He's like, well, electrical systems cost $25,000 or something. And they're like, $25,000? You're like, no, right. no, 15 cents or a quarter yeah. turn on a, it's fixed. You know? Yeah, yeah. So we always four. try to be really objective about our findings because people have different capabilities of what they're willing to take on with maintenance projects. And like you said, no home is going to be completely maintenance free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we, we try and be sensitive, but also kind of, um, tailoring to the individual person's um, abilities as well. Mm-hmm. Do you guys offer a second, third, and fourth inspection discount? Yes, we do. Because <laughs> I've yeah. heard that happens before. They're like, well, you already paid us once to do this. We're going to yeah. try to do a second time, but it'll be slightly smaller. So yeah. That mold house in Romulus that I was talking about during the beginning, they hired us to uh, inspect the crawl space again. I think it's a one hundred and fifty dollar flat rate that we yeah. charge for reinspections because typically they only take half an hour or less. Oh no, I mean like second. But if properties. somebody does yeah, so if somebody does a second oh, property, sure. we do a ten percent discount. That's great. Yeah. It's very kind. Yeah. yeah. That's a substantial discount. We yeah. also offer ten percent to firefighters, police. We, it's a hero's discount. So you just gotta workers. tell us you know, why you're we think you're a hero and we'll probably well, I own a cape. <laughs> but we're willing to play ball with cape wearers. Yeah. I have the word hero tattooed on my tongue. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly I would what give we're for looking that. for. <laughs> you're our candidate. Yeah. That's awesome. No, I love that. I love that. The, uh, the second part to that question, I think, is just do you find that you're at odds ever with, like, 
do you find yourself stuck in the middle of the debate over how serious an issue is? Like, do you get do you get pulled in to be an objective third party when realtors are clashing, buyers realtor, sellers realtor are like fighting over how much it costs? Very much so, and I've even had um, like builders or electricians show up uh, on the home seller's behalf to like encourage me to verify that the electric work is okay. But you know what? I'm not an electrician, so I'm going to continue to recommend the safest configuration that I know of, which is GFCI outlets next to six feet, six feet away from water sources on exteriors, near pools, et cetera, et cetera. Those are just electric codes that mm -hmm. we like to adhere to. Yeah, yeah, we, t I mean, our, we refer to the specialist. So we're just telling you what we found that's not the safest configuration and you know, if you're just a conventional loan, you can do with it what you want, and we're gonna refer you to which professionals to call. But other than that, like we kind of like try to stay out of like the negotiations between the buyers and sell. You know, if sometimes a buyer will be like, the seller wants to call you. I can only talk to them if you give us permission to talk to them, but I'm just going to tell them what I put exactly in the what your report says. Like, I don't have new mm -hmm. information from them to I just want to argue. They're just yeah. pissed. Mm -hmm. yeah, I so. still remember one of my sellers had a report come back that was non-GFI in the kitchen, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. And he was like, well, per electric whatever, mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. GFI outlet is then daisy-chained to three more, and so all three get the transmutive properties of the data. It's like, there's no way for anyone to see behind the walls where the cable's coming from. You may know that. You may know that you did something right, mm. but it's not wrong of them to say, unless you want to rip out your drywall and prove mm -hmm. where the wires came from, mm -hmm. that the daisy-chain is true. He's like, well, just tell them to short it. Tell them to trip it. And they'll find that all three outlets stop working. I'm like, okay. I still yeah. think it would have been easier just to put a GFI there. Yeah, so we do actually, if it is on a daisy chain like that, you don't want more than one because then you always have to trip. You're tripping off. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. like, I mean, but we have a tool that every single kitchen outlet, I'm tripping it. You can see if it's sure. a false ground. And then if it, if it, the only way I wouldn't know was if it is ungrounded and a GFCI, which is, ex, you know, in Detroit, can be it's almost always. In yeah, Detroit, you know. nothing's grounded mm. until you've mm. upgraded. Because mm -hmm. in the 1920s, they weren't grounding things, and that's where most of our homes were built. Yeah. So a lot yeah. of times, you'll see a GFI that's in the wall, and you'll find it's attached to a non-grounded cable. Mm -hmm. Which and it's that's fine. okay. Yeah. That's okay. So you know that wouldn't trip with our testers. But like if it is daisy chain, then our testers would say this, this is working or it's not working. Yeah. And so if they're, I mean, a good inspector would have. You know, it's actually part of our standards of practice that we have to test them. So if they didn't trip it, then that would maybe be on that inspector. Totally. Well, <laughs> you know, and I'll, I will say, or I think the they were both right. Yeah, or I on think the guy one person maybe. was saying, I'd prefer this to be this configuration. You have too mm -hmm. many outlets daisy chained together. Sure. And the other sure. person is saying, well, it's to code. And who's right? Maybe both. Yeah. Maybe technically you're protected because it would trip. And technically, you just lost your entire kitchen. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. True. <laughs> Not yeah. ideal if your coffee maker was currently brewing. Yeah, sure. that's right. It's very important. I want my coffee to keep brewing. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I wanted to ask you guys if there's any additional like information people could know about you, how to get a hold of you. Like, yeah, yeah. The one last thing we didn't talk about 
Um, with all of our inspections, this isn't an extra cost, but with all of our inspections, we do offer short-term warranties. Oh, tell me that more about that, because I've heard several offering it, and yeah. I think it's a ballsy move. Yeah, so mm -hmm. it's $100,000 in short-term warranties. It's a 125-day warranty on all mechanicals and appliances that are under 10 years old. 125-day warranty um, mold protection. 125-day sewer line protection, which is extended if somebody gets a sewer scope with us to six months. Um, we do a recall check report, so we put all of their appliances into a system. If they've been recalled in the past or they're recalled in the future, they'll get an email alert letting them know. And then five-year leak protection on the roof. Um, so if the roof leaks in five years, it helps pay for patch and repair. And one year of structural protection, which has a bunch of different things that goes into it. So um, when, we, when we talk to clients, I always tell them to call the, us first to like talk about it if they're having an issue. So we can help work out like who to call, what to do about it. Um, Just to reiterate, these are free warranties that are part of our inspection service. Yeah. This is not something all inspection companies offer, and it's something we're very, very proud um, to pass on to our home buyers because we feel like it gives us an extra layer of assurance. And just because a home buyer is taking advantage of our warranty services, it doesn't reflect negatively on us. You know, there are times in which your furnace goes out the day after you move in. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? You're covered. Now, let me ask this question because I think this yeah. is a really valuable one. If I were to have a seller mm -hmm. do a pre-sale inspection and they took advantage of this, could they offer that? Is it transferable? Like if they took your inspection of their home and sold it with a mm -hmm. how many day, 100 day? Yeah, 125. So there. I'm not. I would have to check on that. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. We do also offer a seller's, you know, a seller's insurance warranty that yes. comes that we always leave at the home and we leave. So it's, I think it's between um, the day of our inspection and closing. Um, they get like, you know, if anything goes wrong, they can get a little bit of, to help with that. Um, but I would have to check on if a seller gets an inspection if it's. If they would be able yeah, to offer I, that. I want to say yes, as long as they meet the stipulations, like the appliances are less than 10 years old. For sure. I would assume yeah, all the yeah. same stipulations would, would exist. Right. And honestly, a 90-day or 125-day warranty might just take you through the escrow anyways. Mm -hmm. Like, oftentimes, from when you list a home to when you close in the home is 60 days. Mm -hmm. So there wouldn't mm -hmm. be a lot left over of that warranty, but it'd yeah. be nice for the seller to be able to say... I have a warranty on all of these things. Yes. And how nice is it um, as a realtor to not be receiving phone calls like, hey, my water heater just broke <laughs> oh, I'll still two hear. weeks after I moved in. Well, guess what? They've been provided with a phone number to call yeah. that's not yours. Oh, I'll still hear from them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might, you might. But then you call us. And that's we right. Take that's over. right. No, and yeah. I love having some peace of mind to offer. We write mm -hmm. a warranty into most of our contracts paid for by seller just mm -hmm. so that the buyers have this peace of mind that, you know, there's a third party you can reach out to that isn't your realtor mm -hmm. to say something broke. Yeah. Sure. We'll yep. still hear from them, but we at least know that there's a person yep. that can fall back on and yeah. take some of the heat. And also in the rare case that um, like closing doesn't happen for a long time, for whatever reason, um, it is 22 days after closing. So if that's later than the 125 days, they would still, because we've had somebody get a home inspection and then they didn't close for six months for whatever reason. So then they it's still a have guaranteed three weeks after. Correct. That's great. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, guys, I love this. I love yeah. getting to know you two a little bit more, and I hope that we can 
either A, have you back on next season. This is actually our last episode of the season. Oh, no so kidding. Congratulations. <laughs> um, you get you squeezed in here. We'll take about a two-month break as we reconfigure oh, a new awesome. podcast studio. And then from there, you know, we'll have you back out for a follow-up. Yeah, oh, we'll see great. you again for sure. Love it. Thank Love you. More stories. Yeah. <laughs>